This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. The Cincinnati Bengals are one and three, and karma is a bitch. Welcome, 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 everybody to Castrating the Mark. Is this is his Bengals show over yet? Is it over? I have no idea. I haven't. Been we got to check to see if it. he canceled the show on the on the one and three Cincinnati Bengals, bro. What's <laughs> going on, Jerry Lane? Nothing. Let me look that up. Common oh, Bengals oh. W. I found it. Yes. Are we talking about the one and three Bengals? It's still going strong. Oh, that's got to be fun. Titans embarrassed the Cincinnati Bengals. Was that's got to be fun talking about the one and three Bengals. That's got to be a blast, bro. You know, that's got to be a blast. Yeah. I was texting with my boy Double J uh, today, and I told him, man, I said, bro, I was so close to coming out there and, you know, seeing if you could hook up for a few minutes. He goes, ah, bro, I would have loved to, you know. I'm I'm sorry I missed that opportunity, bro, and it sucks because, bro, that was the last event in that building. They're tearing that building down. Oh, so, in Denver? In Denver, man. So, you know, the next time, I don't know, bro. I don't know if they're ready to play the, uh, what's it, the ball arena yet. I don't know, bro. That's a pretty big place. But there's another, there's a, uh, there's a Budweiser event center that's a little smaller and I would think that's where they're probably going to go next, but that's that's not close to my house like this place was. I still think it would have been great if you were. I uh, would have been, bro. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not BSing. Like I was really j- just to experience it. I was really thinking about it, and then she dropped the birthday gimmick on me, and it was all over. So, do we have any uh, shout outs, uh, Jay Lane? Uh, I don't. What about you? Yeah, what happened, oh, bro? Who's the guy? M dot is M dot. M dot is supported. A lot. Uh, yeah, supported with the 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 past tense. Supported, bro. Grateful, grateful for everything, bro. You can you can hang on what what you've done in the past. What have you done for me lately, M Dot? What about Michael Michael uh, the other guy, the, the guy with no shirt? What about him? Yeah. What about Kraus, bro? Kraus, he got his electrician license. He's a big shot electrician. He's got money to go to AEW events. You oh, can't a, throw me an profile, album. He's a high-profile Patreon too. He comes on the show with us. Every That's month. no excuse. That was a lot of fun last night, wasn't it, uh, Jeff? With uh, with uh, Mr. Cash, that was fun, bro. Yeah, on our YouTube discussing wrestlers, we had Cash Flow on tomorrow night. Will be our next episode. So, guys, join us live, 8 p.m. Eastern. We plan on having a guest with us from the show, Wrestlers with Al, discussing episode four. So, join us on our YouTube. Yeah. Tomorrow night live, 8 p.m. Eastern. See, bro, that that that's a wrestler. When you've been doing it as long as cash flow has for money, that that is a professional wrestler. That's why uh, it was really, really great having him on the show. Let's start off with a Dave Meltzer tweet that was sent in by Ronnie Navis. So Meltzer tweet. That sounds like, that sounds like a new name, Ronnie. Is that a new? Is that a newbie? It looks familiar to me, but... uh, Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. Go ahead, Jeff. So Meltzer tweets, AEW did 855,000, 0.28 last night. U.S. Open Soccer did big on Univision. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to say the U.S. Open, the tennis event, but I think that was a couple of months ago. But now, So now it's U.S. Open Soccer. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. I don't either, but it's just it, it it gets 
absolutely ridiculous that he's going to try to spin that there's some type of crossover with the AEW audience and anything else on TV that's not other right. wrestling. I, I agree with you, bro. Anything else on television, anything else. I agree with you 100%. This was sent in by Tommy Walk and Scott Smith. It's hard to see what this picture is on on the phone that's being shown off here, but I believe it's Tony Khan as a kid with uh, a wrestler. Oh. It's very hard to tell, though. Here's a pass it around. <laughs> Better pass it around. You're out of your mind. Oh, you almost did it. You almost did it. I'll get through to Brian first. <laughs> so if you guys are on the audio, he just actually threw his personal cell phone to one of the marks at the scrum. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'll Don't screw through the photos. Man, no, they're fine. Man, it's fine. It's fine. It's for you. Pretty cool, right? It is. You can throw it back. I'll catch it. Yeah, throw it back. I, I actually asked the uh, the question uh, to you, Orange, because Alvarez Bro, gave me out there. What about the what about the Japanese scarf? <laughs> which yeah. we're just gonna ignore that. We're gonna we're gonna ignore. I, the, I thought it was doing like uh, Harry Potter uh, cosplay or something. <laughs> no, that's a look. It says Japanese writing. He probably got it as a gift from one of the Japanese wrestlers, bro. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. Well, I can't believe he threw his phone. How many people's numbers does he have in there? Pictures of naked poodles. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's probably a lot of those on there. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. All right, well, this next clip is very disappointing because when you help a friend with a problem and you think the problem's fixed and then many years later the problem resurfaces, it's very disappointing. This video, sad video, was sent in by Brian Adams. We all know uh, Kenu Reeves as John Wick. Okay, bro? We know the actor, Kenu Reeves. We know the real person, Kenu Reeves. Yeah, it's a problem. The problem is you don't know how to say Keanu Reeves. And we Kenu covered this. Reeves. Kenu <laughs> Reeves, bro. Kenu we covered Reeves. this. how it's spelt. We covered this years ago. Somebody even sent in a picture of a canoe with Keanu Reeves' head on it. A U-N, Canoe Reeves, bro. It's Keanu. I, I, yeah. I can't say that name, bro. I cannot say the dude's name. You know who I'm freaking talking about. Canoe Reeves, bro. I can't say, say it. It's key? not it's not K-A-N-U. That's not key? how he spells it. Key. Sound it out with me. Key. Key. On. On. Ooh. Ooh. No way, bro. It's it's not spelt that way. Keanu would be K-E-Y-O-N-N-E-W. Keanu. No, it's K-E-A, Keanu. No, no. I, I like the way I say it better, bro. It's going to be Kanu for, uh, going forward <laughs> from this point on, bro. I like the way I say it much, much better. Rolls off the tongue much easier. What's next? I don't like being a subject on this show, but I'll deal, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Well, with AEW being on Tuesday coming up, WWE's loading up NXT. They have John Cena going on NXT. Oh, is, oh okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, to, go up, to go up against AEW. Now, I don't know who the hell this is in this clip, but it's hilarious. This was sent in by the TK Moss, and this is some fan or podcaster talking about that. This shit right here is fucking pathetic and disgraceful. Oh, Edge is going to be on Dynamite, so let's have Cena on NXT. Just just so we can take some viewers from that, right? Just to spite Edge, right? Seriously, how fucking pathetic and desperate can you fucking be? Like, I can just imagine the conversation right now. Hey, Cena, uh... What's this you know, guy Edge got a cold? He's either got a cold or a, or a clothespin on the old clothespin on the nose. Something's yeah. going on with this guy, bro. Yeah, keep, right, so keep, would you mind showing up on NXT? We need you. We need to fight against this man. We can't let Edge get all these viewers. Yeah. Fuck you. How about right. that? Just yeah. for this shit, I'm going to watch Edge live instead of catching it later. Because I'm going to do everything I can. Oh, my sure God. Well, Edge gets more viewers. Is- so hard trying to be Jim Rome. That he, he's doing the freaking Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Jim Rome was out about forty years ago. This guy is trying so hard to do the Jim Rome, bro. Because this this shit right here is nothing but spite. You're only doing it to spite Edge, and that's not right. So so what are they not supposed to compete? Are they not supposed to try to combat another wrestling show on the same time as them? They should not do these things if they can. I just don't understand how he's using the word desperate. 
where does desperation come in with them putting seriously they're desperate about what and it's all to spite edge and take no they want more people to watch them than aew i mean why wouldn't they play that one more time bro that was great play it one more time he's really upset about that yeah jim rome jr right here is fucking pathetic and disgraceful Disgrace. Oh, Edge is going to be on Dynamite, so let's have Cena on NXT just just so we can take some viewers from that, right? Just to spite Edge, right? Seriously, how fucking pathetic and desperate can you fucking be? Like, I can just imagine the conversation right now. Hey, Cena, uh, you know Edge is going to be on Dynamite, so would you mind showing up on NXT? We need you. We need to fight against this man. We can't let Edge get all these viewers. Fuck you. How about that? Just for this shit, I'm going to watch Edge live instead of catching it later. Because I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Edge gets more viewers. Because this, this shit right here is nothing but spite. You're only doing it to spite Edge. And that's not right. This guy's going to single-handedly win the ratings for Dynamite on Tuesday. So um, what? that's just a one-night thing? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Does anybody want to lay down any money with me that come next week when NXT isn't on Wednesday night against Dynamite? Does anybody want to bet any money with me that they're still going to do under a million viewers and still do somewhere between 850, 950? Anybody, anybody want to wager? Anybody want to wager on that? You guys really think that Edge is going to move the needle at AEW? You really, honestly, truly believe that, huh? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. How many times have we been through this song and dance with them bringing people in and then nothing happens? CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Moxley. Moxley. Sting. Sting. I mean, we, 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 we've gone up and down the roster. Double J, we, we've Cole. gone up and down the roster, bro. Miro, yeah, I, I, bro, it's so old. It, this, this game is so old and boring, man. Well, speaking of Edge, he participated in his first scrum on his first night in AEW. So let's go to this clip sent in by Scott Smith and Magic Jim. Oh, God, no, man. Thumbs, the thumbs up. <laughs> Did you even hear him go like, ah, like, like, no, let's, see on here. let's see it again. Come on, Jeff, with the scarf. Yeah. Thank you, man. That was like a ah, like what's going on here? You know, like what is this? Oh, this is incredible, incredible. I swear to God, man, I've I've seen so many free agent signing press conferences. I've never seen I've never seen the owner or the manager hug the new athlete once. Never and all the media round of applause. Yeah, never ever ever once have I ever seen that, bro. Oh God, I wonder what Edge took him for. All right, let's go to Dave Meltzer. So sent him by Francesco Castano, and he's talking about a recent collision. This rating was a very impressive rating. You know, going against, um, you know, considering going against that football game and just even if it was just normal football, it was a very impressive rating. So, so collision did good, um, you know, and uh, that's that. We'll see what uh, Dynamite does this week. I mean, what, what, what's good and what was the football game that was up against on a Friday night? They did like 500,000. And what football game on a Friday night was on? No, it would have been Saturday, so it was a college game. Oh, Saturday night, yeah. okay. And they did 500,000. Yeah. That's a really, really, That's really great. good number. Yeah, yeah, great, great number. A lot of talking on Dynamite this week. Lot, there, was, very, there was a lot of talking. But there was a lot of good talking, and there was a lot of great wrestling as well. So there, I was some, there, that, was some, uh, there was some good wrestling, but, man, that Max segment with Jay White. That did go a long time. Man, I thought that's. I think you know. I I thought that thing went like a week. You know, it's just like that thing never ended. Didn't he just say they did a great number? <laughs> but they did a great number in spite of all the talking on the show. Yo, know, I think he was talking about the last dynamite. Oh, but, okay, all right. Yeah, He's but I but I think it was like almost twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah. But yet, when a match goes 30, 40 minutes, is he ever sitting there going, man, that thing, I didn't think that thing was going to end. That oh, thing yeah, that thing went off for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 
you know, completely different philosophy when they're actually doing something maybe to try to build a story or characters. Man, that might that must have been the dynamite that I had to watch, and I, I just fast-forwarded through all the shit, bro. All right, let's go to this What Culture article. This was sent oh, in by boy. Ash Gooden, and they're talking about the Brian Danielson-Zack Sabre Jr. match from Wrestle Dream, the AEW pay-per-view. And the headline says, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. achieve technical wrestling nirvana on an unforgettable night technical wrestling nirvana so let's read the article you could watch brian danielson versus zach saber jr spoiled and still believe that danielson will lose you could watch the match countless times and still hold a sense of doubt over the outcome that's how incredible it was that's how phenomenal danielson's selling was Beyond the obvious, precious moments with your loved ones and all that bollocks, this is what the professional wrestling fan lives for. There's no better feeling than watching a match one expects to be a classic and then exceeding those expectations within seconds. This was a five-star match before the first strike was thrown. The sheer depth of strategy here was... <laughs> Do you not want to give credit to the author of this? Do we not have a name for this masterpiece? Michael Sidgwick. Yeah, Michael Sidgwick. All right, go ahead. Give, give the dude a, credit. Our match before the first strike, strike was thrown. Yes. The sheer depth of strategy here was transcendent. The actual application of technique was glorious, obviously. But the, spa- the small moments of panic, of regrouping, of finding a limb to reverse or neutralize the pressure. That's what made this a masterpiece. It was impossible to watch this match and not believe professional wrestling to be real. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say, thank God. I thought you were going to say, he was going to say, it was impossible not to watch this match and be jerking off at the same time. I swear I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If the purpose of the form is to make the audience suspend their disbelief, this match perfected the form. It mutated into a grotesquely violent, strike-heavy affair deeper into the runtime. But even the technical exchanges were disgusting. How can you best Hiroshi Tanahashi's dragon screw for crying out loud? <laughs> Bro, I swear to God, this is this sounds like one of those penthouse letters for crying out loud. All the thought put into this thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading those as a child. Oh my god. The American dragon managed it. Christ almighty, the selling here was out of this world. You could almost hear Zack Saber Jr.'s ACL rupturing. oh my god bro this guy is tremendous and yet the man was merely selling the illusion of pain the tenor of the match changed when zsj won the mental portion of the chess game by baiting danielson into using his barely repaired right bro you know you know what's you know what's bizarre here's what's bizarre Look how freaking intelligent this guy is by putting this column together. And, but look at what he's writing about. I mean, this guy, bro, this guy can write. There's, there's what I like to call beautiful imagery here. This is an excellent piece, but look what he's writing about. John Moxley was outstanding on commentary and received most of the plaudits. But Nigel McGuinness entered the performance of a lifetime. He sold the threat of Danielson, even exposing that right arm as a career ender of a strategic error. And then Danielson sold it himself, lulling fans into the match entirely. It was perfect. That's the only apt word. It somehow felt like a performance and an anti-performance at the same time. Consider the use, or not, of Danielson's cattle mutilation. ZSJ, Deepening the ultra-realistic idea that he had prepped for this over a span of years, evaded it almost the second Danielson had applied it. This deep cut from the dragon's repertoire was sacrificed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, bro. Holy crap. Was sacrificed for the immersive feeling that this match was real. To use an analogy... Imagine a popular rock band teasing the audience with a widely popular cult favorite song that they never play, playing only the opening bar of a riff, and that audience going nuts regardless. 
the match, unlike few others in the history of the medium, was bold enough to sacrifice every easy, easy dramatic principle in service of an idealized state of realism. And yet it wasn't remotely pretent- pretentious or up its own backside. Danielson won with a second Busaiku knee. A submission did not win it. Zach should point this out and demand 500 rematches, all of which should be held under a two-hour time limit. The first 499 should go to a draw. That is hyperbole, obviously, but these two could probably do something in the 500th that nobody could anticipate. Intricate, horrifying, dramatic, realistic, passionate, vile. This was otherworldly. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That guy's freaking wasting his time on wrestling. Like, really, bro? Holy that is- shit. That's a that's Ed Ferrara type writing, man. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That's insane, man. Let's go to Tony Khan on the pre-pay-per-view media call which is the audio only one and this is sent in by francesco castano is this the day of or the day before i necessarily mean your business is going to turn around (laughs) shut up dave uh i think it's uh the day before at least they have been in the past i'm not sure about this one something amazing about wrestling is that through 52 weeks a year that we're able to maintain such audience engagement because at the end of the day so many of us are really hooked on this like i am like i've never had a break that lasted more than a week or two and maybe maybe a few weeks and you know i've been in china like trying to find wrestling on tv at eight in the morning uh oh my god bro that see that 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 that, that, that's what i talk about all the time bro that's a sickness that's a six that, that literally bro that is like a guy drinking a bottle of scotch at eight o'clock in the morning you know the guy wakes up out of bed rolls out of bed opens up the refrigerator and drinks a beer you know the the guy just gets up man rolls a joint I mean that's what that is this is what I talk about all the time bro this is this is an obsession and a 100% absolute sickness. If you're looking for freaking Japanese wrestling, bro, at 8 o'clock in the morning, you you literally need to lay on a psychiatrist's couch. You, Chinese. You, he was in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you need to be evaluated, bro, so you can find out what is wrong with your brain. That's a shoot. That is an absolute shoot. There is nothing in the world I am I am as addicted to as that. You know, I, I swear to God, Jeff, here's the funny thing, man. You know, Jeff, I, I was in four fantasy leagues. There was a lot of money on the line. I was up at one in the morning, bro, and I played out the, the entire freaking season. Okay, Jeff, by the by the time the season's over, I'm exhausted. But you know what the difference is, Jeff? Bro, I'm so happy when the season's over. I am so happy. I don't have to do that from now till next April. C- can you imagine if like I had to keep up that pace every single day and, and okay, fantasy baseball's over. So now it's going to be fantasy football and then the fantasy football. So I'm going to look for, uh, you know, Japanese baseball and then I'm going to see if there's a soccer fantasy. Ba- I could not wait for that thing to end. So no matter how competitive I got during the season, I, I I was so freaking thankful it was over. These guys are non-stop, bro. I mean, non-stop. We hear about Meltzer and Alvarez, bro. You 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 would think after ten hours of wrestling on a weekend, like okay, bro, enough. I'm I'm not gonna put on another wrestling show till Tuesday. But my God, bro, they're seeking the other one. Like, literally, it's an addiction. It's an addiction and an obsession when you see it with a lot of these people. That's all they do for entertainment. That's it. Wrestling and nothing else. In college, one of my roommates was the biggest pro wrestling fan there was. But he played a ton of video games. He watched a ton of sports. He was a Star Wars fan. He, he, He collected action figures. He had many, many hobbies. Wrestling was not the only thing that this guy watched. 
but that's what these people do. That's it. What's wrestling on Monday? What's wrestling on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Let's go watch the streaming thing. Let's go watch these other events that I that weren't on here. I can get them on streaming, the New Japan streaming stuff. I mean, it's constant. Let's go on the message boards. Let's talk about what I just watched. Let's go argue with people about what's better, AEW or WWE. I mean, this is like their only hobby. It's a clear obsession. I it's weird. It's not a hobby, bro. It's a part of their life. A, a, a hobby is something you do for fun. This is a fixture in their everyday life, bro. Well, speaking of a fixture in our weekly lives, let's go to a Hollywood video. This was sent oh. in by. Oh, you get me in trouble with these, man. See, don't blame you, you, me. You, you get me in trouble with the Hollywood videos, man. Uh, you you can blame Mike Wilson and Kevin Mari for sending this one in. I I, okay. I know Ke- I know Kevin. Thank I you. have I have no idea what's going on here. <sighs> okay, I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. See, I'm singing. I knew you were trouble. Trouble. I'm sorry. The both the songs are freaking with me right now. I'm going to say it again, guys. I'm going to say it again. Somebody's probably paying money for that, Jeff. Uh, so what What? 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 What can we say, bro? I, I mean, what, what are you going to say, bro? We We look at it and it's like you're, you're acting like a 13-year-old and you're 31, so you're reversing the numbers. Somebody's paying money for that, bro. Some, some, someone's out there paying for that, man. Yeah, and what's interesting is it didn't seem like a wrestling video either. Some yeah. karaoke singing a song, shaking video. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, shake it up, shake it up. Yeah. All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez video. This was sent in by Ron Keel. All right. Ron Keel and Francesco Castano, and they're talking about the attendance for the Wrestle Dream pay per view that AEW just had. There were 6,000, 6,500 people in the building. It sounded like there were about 20,000 there. I mean, they went absolutely nuts. I, I heard, heard 7,300. Uh, yeah, whatever the number was. But I mean, <laughs> bro, if we put together a highlight reel of that when Brian throws a number out, I swear to God, I, bro, we, we, you could have a three hour loop easy of that. Easy of that. I think he's starting to get tired of it, too. In the yeah. building, it sounded like there were about 20,000 there. I mean, they went absolutely nuts. I, I heard, heard 7,300. That a zit he's got uh, on yeah, the top of his was, head. Something's I, going on. You see that, bro? That's his hair. No, he's got a zit up there, Jeff. What the hell are you talking about? You can't see that freaking zit on, on the, in the middle of his forehead. He, he'll move. Oh, you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll move. He'll move. You'll see it. Yeah, hey, play it. Look at that. Yeah, I think that might be. 6,500 yeah. people in the building. It sounded like there were about 20,000 there. I mean, they went absolutely I, 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 You know, Jeff, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the attendance. Well, who that's cares? What makes, that's what makes this clip interesting. I swear to God, who gives a shit, bro? Bro, you know when you should give a shit about attendance, Jeff? I'll give you a perfect example. See a line from Disco. Jeff, the... Uh, Tampa Bay Rays just played the Texas Rangers at home in the playoffs. At home, Jeff. The Texas Rangers annihilated the the Rays in two games to get eliminated. Jeff, there was nobody there in Tampa. That's worthy of talking about, bro. The team is in the playoffs. They're at home and there's nobody there. That's a story because bro, like I'm looking at that crowd and I'm like, "F you, you guys deserve to lose." Man, if your fans can't even come out for the games, get get them out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? That's worthy talking about. But this conversation with them is every single freak. Who cares that there was 6,000 people there? What, 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 why should that matter to me? 6,500 people in the building. It sounded like there were about 20,000 there. I mean, they went absolutely nuts. I, I heard, heard 7,300. Uh, yeah, whatever the number was, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a good crowd. It was much bigger than the night before for collision, but he got a, a massive ovation. I mean, I mean, to me, to me, um, which we'll, we'll talk about that later. But to me, uh, for a pay-per-view, I mean, you should be, you know, you should be, I'm not saying you should sell it out, but um, to me, that's not a great crowd. That's It's, it's you know, I mean, 
It's it was at five, so I mean, Jim, I, guess. Jim, I, 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 I want to be totally honest with you, okay? If you are a subscriber of theirs and, and you're in your car and, and and you're listening to this, seriously, Jeff, does their audience does their audience care at all about how many people went to a show? I think we saw that answer with the eighty one thousand. Uh, what what these people do is they do care because now they know what they're going to say when they go online. It's like they listen to Meltzer oh to get their God. to get their opinions and to get their their comebacks for when people criticize things. I am so sick of hearing attendance figures. You know, bro, the baseball season just ended, Jeff. So like now you can get the attendance for the year. Compare it to last year. Okay, bro, now, now you can analyze that one time and one time only. The season's over. What did they draw this year? What did they draw last year? What were the ticket sales? Yada, yada, yada. This is every single freaking week, bro. You know, it moved some at the end. But, um, I mean, the, the, the reality is, is like they're putting out, like, I think a pretty damn good product, especially on pay-per-views. I mean, pay-per-views are freaking awesome. But, I mean, there is an issue. that They're not selling you know um and putting on great shows does not uh you know i mean it's better than putting on bad shows but you know i've seen for 100 years or you know studying wrestling that putting on great shows does not necessarily mean your business is going to turn around 100 years oh god i am so it, it's the same tune every week with these people bro what's interesting is he's he is criticizing it and saying it wasn't good. Yeah. But it's like they thought that the Wembley attendance was going to all of a sudden just show up everywhere else. When we, everybody, we've been saying this for how long? It's yep. going to go back to normal. This isn't yep. a big event type deal. We see this all the time. Yep. And this was even bigger because it was over in London and at Wembley, and it was, you know, one of the most famous places to put on something. Okay. Nobody cares anymore again. They're not yep. paying to go to the, to the local shows. Yep. I, I don't know how he can sit there and actually be honest for once and saying they should be doing more, but not understand why they're not. Right. Yep. All right. Let's go to the scrum. This was sent in by Chris Dice the second. Got a lot and, of new names I'm hearing on this show, and I'm 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 happy about that. No, nah, he's he's submitted. Before. Has Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we saw that uh, Edge got a hug. What about Christian? Christian Cage. Bro, I swear to God, I am not shitting you because I worked with Christian for a very long time, and it was not an easy task working for Christian. I guarantee you, because Christian, you guys, are, I'm sure are going to see later. Okay, did his whole press conference in character. I guarantee you, Jeff, before they went out there, Christian said, don't fucking hug me. I, I, I'm, I, as, as a shoot, bro, I guarantee you Christian had to make sure because he wanted to be a heel and he wanted to stay in character and he had to make sure. I was just going to say goofball Tony and I'm looking at that face. He had to make sure that Tony did not hug him. I guarantee you, bro. All right. Now watch Tony. unbelievable he is unbelievable oh he's such he's such a horrible performer bro he is he's he, terrible, he, he is so so somebody sent me a clip too i was seeing on my twitter he was trying to sell something and he was doing the double take with the big eyes and i'm like bro you are fucking horrible like you are fuck you are horrible it, it is hard jeff I, I gotta be honest with you man it is it, it is hard to be close to the business and be around the business all the time and around the boys. And, and, and then if for whatever reason you have to go out there, it's hard to be bad because you've been watching and watching and watching and watching and watching. And when you go out there, it's almost like second freaking nature. This guy looks like a totally lost idiot 
when, 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 when he's trying to get something over. And it's so stupid, and it's something we've talked about a lot. Here's Christian trying what you just talked about. He wants to protect his character. He wants to go out there and work. Was what You know what? If I was going to have a wrestling press conference as a promoter, I would do it that way. Promote your storylines, promote your characters, do the whole freaking thing in character. That was vicious, vicious Vincent's world of wrestling. That's what we did. Yeah. So, but what's so bizarre is the rest of the scrum is not this way. I know. Every once in a while, someone will come in and challenge somebody for it's this. So it's so bizarre, night. bro. It's 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 freaking bizarro land, bro. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then you got these goofs clapping, which right there, you're, if you're clapping, you're not a journalist. You're not. You're not a journalist. You're a fan, and you are you have biases if you're clapping for these people. Mm. All right, well, let's let's stick with this, this scrum. So after MJF's match on the pay-per-view, Brian Alvarez had put out a tweet. Max wins the handicap match, a gimmick from start to finish, but the fans ate it up particularly when he hit the big body slam hold prior to the finish. Apparently MJF saw this tweet. I guess he's not, he's not any different than these other people reading these goofs online after his, I mean, this is between the event and the scrum. He's checked Twitter to see what Brian Alvarez has said. I, he doesn't get a pass on that one. I don't care how good he is. In, I, I agree with you. Yeah, bro. he does not get a pass. So in this video sent in by Big Evil Pops, Chris Dice II, and Francesco Castano, MJF is talking to Alvarez at the scrum. But before you get to that, bro, can you just read Alvarez's thing one more time? Because I just want to point it out. Max wins the handicap match. A gimmick from start to finish. Stop, stop right there. Jeff. Every match is a gimmick from start to finish because it's fake. It's not real. It's a gimmick, bro. So no matter what they do in any wrestling match, every freaking wrestling match is a gimmick match, bro. So uh, uh, was this a gimmick match, Jeff, and all the other ones were real? Yeah, I, I guess because he considers it a gimmick match because he was said he was going to body slam him. So oh, the match please, body bro. Slam yeah. Let, let's, let's watch him get torn up. Maybe this is what made his acne break out. Let's have a conversation. Uh, you said that the match was incredible, but it was a gimmick match. And I would like to – no, 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 I didn't tell you. Uh, very quickly, here's what I'm going to say. Look at Tony, feel- bro. Look at Tony in the corner, bro. I had to switch camera shots because it, it didn't pass the copyright because AEW so ridiculous with this. I oh, must have forgot. Please. I must have missed a couple yeah. seconds here of video. No, no, no. I didn't tell you. Uh, very- so Alvarez tried to jump in and respond in the middle of him saying this, and he shut him down. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel professional wrestling for an incredibly long time went south, in my opinion. I think people decided that they needed to absolutely murder themselves or their opponents, not even considering trying to get a win. All they were considering was trying to get a cheap. And that, and that has changed. When did that change? He said, he said it was that way for a while. It's not, it's not, Oh, it's not that way anymore. No, I think he means it is. Cause he talks about how he's trying not to do that. Okay. Cause I'm just saying like, he, you know, I mean, did something change and I missed it. Okay. Yeah, I think he misspoke because the point he's trying to make is I think he's saying it's changed and now it is that way. Yeah. Themselves or their opponents, not even considering trying to get a win, all they were considering was trying to get a cheap pop or a cheap reaction. And this is you, you, uh, you'll hear, you're here, you'll hear Al say exactly what he just said for the last God knows how many years. Or a cheap reaction. Uh, what I'm trying to do is bring back a flavor of ice cream that I love and dare I say is just as much professional wrestling as most certainly is not a gimmick. And that is to make people so emotionally invested in the person that is inside the squared circle that if they hit a body slam or a headlock takeover or a kangaroo kick, it gets just as loud of a reaction as Darby Allen getting thrown onto the steel stairs, which was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I am not faulting you. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. All I am simply saying is nothing I do is a gimmick. Um, I believe that professional wrestling in all shapes and sizes is important and it's all different flavors of ice cream. But I also believe to me, for my two cents, if you can do what I do and get that reaction, I think it's much harder actually than doing a triple indie, whatever the fuck. Obviously, they're going to clap. It's insane. 
uh, can you make them absolutely freak out and have a damn near panic attack when you do little to nothing? To me, that is professional wrestling. Uh, I mean, I mean, he, I, 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 I'm wondering if Alvarez responded to that. Well, I don't think he. I mean, he cut him off. He didn't. He did on the show, and we're going to play that next. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know though. I don't know why he felt he had to be so polite to freaking Alvarez. I mean, that's, you know, he, the, the, he, I wonder the, if he, he felt bad after he snipped at him and cut him off. Maybe he, uh, I don't know, I don't Jeff, know. this, this is the guy that protects his character more than anybody yeah, else. He's kind of turning baby face now. So. I know, but still, bro, if you're criticizing his match, whether you're baby face or a heel, if you're MJF and you're criticizing my match and labeling it a gimmick match, what I'm not going to have a problem with it because I'm a baby face now. Come on, yeah. man. But he's so, dead on. I mean, he, he's 100% dead on. Good for him. So now in this clip sent in by Francesco Castano, this is Alvarez and Meltzer talking about that. Uh, MJF against the Righteous, which was um, MJF worked a very smart match. He got um, the most out of what he did. I did not think that this was a world champion's role on a pay-per-view, as I've said before, and with the pay-per-view number, I'm even more sure of it. Uh, but, I mean, it was, uh, I was entertained, you know, and um, the crowd was very into it. And, um, you know, basically uh, he threw Vincent into Dutch's ass and hit the kangaroo kick on both of them. I love how he calls that like it's a, like, then he threw the second and then, Shortstop threw it to first for a double play, and then he shoved him in his ass. Like, I mean, <laughs> I just don't understand, Jeff. When he sits there and makes the comment, I was entertained. Okay. All right, bro. What else are you supposed to be? Like, I don't understand, Dave. You're sitting there saying, I was entertained. Period. Like, is it, isn't that the point of every single thing they're doing, Jeff? You're either entertained or you're not entertained. He just said, I was entertained. So what's the problem then, bro? Yep. Um, you know, basically, uh, he threw Vincent into Dutch's ass and hit the kangaroo kick on both of them, the heat seeker on Dutch. And uh, pinned him with his feet on the ropes. Yeah, MJF uh, brought up a tweet that I had made about this. In the I saw film. that. And uh, I will say that I believe that we are actually largely on the same page, with the exception of uh, disagreement over what the term gimmick was in the tweet that I that I tweeted out. Here's the thing. He brought up my tweet because he wanted to make a larger point about wrestling. Which he always wants to make. He wants to make the he always wants to make the point over and over again. Yes. He doesn't believe in he doesn't believe in dangerous matches. And what, and, and, what, and what point does Dave want to make over and over again? Bro, how long has MJF been doing this? Dave has been making the same fucking point since 1989. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. And he's going to criticize a guy who's been doing it for 3 years. And a guy whose point is not only to help the business, but to protect these people that are right. doing these crazy right. things. Yeah. He wants to make the, he always wants to make the point over and over again. Yes. He doesn't believe in, he doesn't believe in dangerous matches and certainly yes. not, you know, chain, dangerous stuff, hard, you know, super hard hitting. Um, you know, he wants to bring back, um, a safer, style that doesn't that's hurt so, as that's, much. That's a terrible thing. How dare he want to bring back a safer style, bro? How dare him? Oh, he talks about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Style that doesn't hurt as much, um, you know, but can get over. And he's, his, his basic thing is if you can get over doing less, then do it. And the thing is, is that if you can talk like he does and you have the charisma that he does, you can do less. But it's like it's like it's it's not the answer. Like everyone's got their own answer. You know what I mean? Like if you're really a giant guy, you don't have to do a lot because your presence alone is is, you know, gets you over. You know, like so so that is such bullshit. How many big people have we seen over and over and over fail? 
because yeah. they don't have a character or they don't have good storylines or they can't talk. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not talking Andre the Giant here who was larger than life. No. How many people have we seen just because they're huge? They do not get over. That is such yeah. bullshit. Yeah. For somebody who's like, you know, six, seven and 300 pounds going like, why do those guys who are five, eight and 170 pounds do all those moves? It's crazy. I can get over just by running people over. And it's like, yeah, of course you can. And I think that with Max, you know, that's that his larger point is, is that he watched all these guys go out there on all these matches and just well, the, 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 the fact of the matter is here's the fact of the matter jeff if they're five eight and 170 pounds they probably shouldn't be professional wrestlers that that that's it in a nutshell they they don't belong bro so they gotta do all this crazy shit to try and belong they don't fucking belong bro that is the problem because nobody believes a five foot eight 175 pound guy is going to to win wrestling matches nobody believes that so now they have to come in bro because they are you know it, it is johnny gargano and they got to do all this stupid ridiculous shit just to be noticed that he watched all these guys go out there on all these matches and just kill themselves and like Darby and um, you Darby, know, Darby killed himself. But anyway, I want to go back to this MGF thing because he brought it up to make a larger point. But the irony was I was making almost the exact same point. When I said that the match was a gimmick, I meant that in the sense that he came out and did a promo and he explained that I am going to body slam Fat Boy and I'm going to shove your head up his ass. And what literally the entire match was building to hitting body. a body slam and uh, shoving the other guy's head up the dude's ass. That, to me, is, is a gimmick, but not in a negative way. This place went crazy for this match. My tweet was a compliment, and it was oh. actually the, the essentially the same point he is making, which is... So is mine. Entertainment is entertainment. Who is, if you do it, who is talking about your tweet, Dave? What did you talk? So was mine. And nobody's I swear talking to about God, Jeff. I, 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 I swear to God. I swear to God. If, if I, 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 I was to invest all the money I've ever saved up in my life, and you know what? Tomorrow we're going to start Vince Russo's Wrestling Federation. Okay, bro. Here, here's the first thing I would do to end it once and for all. Okay. You are not working for this company if you are under six foot tall and less than 210 pounds. Real, real simple, bro. Don't, don't send the tape. Don't ask for a tryout because I, I'll literally, I'll have like a thing when you walk in, like, like little kids do on the refrigerator. Like, can you ride this ride? And you're going to have to show me you're six foot tall. And right next to that, I'm going to have a scale. So if you're not six foot, 210 pounds, don't you, you're, you're, you're never ever working for this company. That's the first that bro, that would eliminate all of this, all of this, bro, because they've set the precedent Anybody can become a professional wrestler. You can become a professional wrestler, Jeff. Anybody can become a professional wrestler. That is what I would do immediately. This, as a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to name this fed federation NMW, non midget wrestling. That's what I'm going to name this, bro. So you better be at least six feet tall. That's the problem, bro. People are in the business that should not be in the business. And the only way people are going to ooh and ah if they, is if they do stuff and are a, an inch within breaking their neck or back every single time they do it. And look at Spike Dudley. Now we got like 10 Spike Dudleys on a show. That guy was special because of his size. He was the only one. That yes. and in I mean now it's like everybody is spiked. That's up. why Jeff. That's why the X division matches were the first match on the card. That is it. Now every match is the X division match. Right, and you entertain the people. Well, every place it's going to get over, dude. Every that Zack Saber Junior. Brian Danielson match. Yeah. I mean, you could have put that match on a show and on New Japan, and you would have people say the same thing. That oh, will oh, never oh, get that. over in America. 
It's too oh, much no, wrestling. No, 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 you that can't match, do that, that in AEW. That, that match, blah, blah, blah. that match, that, that no, I don't think that anybody thought excited, that. He's so excited, yeah. Look how excited he is over stupid-ass wrestling, bro. My God, Dave, seriously, man, is your life that sad that you're getting so excited over this, bro? Come on, America. man. Uh, it's too oh, much no, wrestling. No, 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 you can't match, do that, that in AEW. That, that match, blah, blah, that match, that, that, no, I don't think that anybody thought that match. You would have, three years ago. I'm not talking now. I can years. watch that match over and over and over again. And go watch it over and over. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Watch it 10, 12, 15 times, Dave. Go ahead. God, these guys are freaking pathetic, man. When Alvarez said we were mostly on the same page, I'm waiting for him to say one of them, you know, well, you know, Meltzer's not going to, and that's the most frustrating thing. Somebody needs to say, you know what? MJF is right. These people are hurting themselves for what? We don't remember the match a week later, definitely not a month later, two months later. We're yeah. on to whatever the, the idiots are doing now. But you remember like a rock promo or an Austin and Vince McMahon segment. You, you remember the moments. That's what these that's what MJF is talking about. And it's so frustrating to that these guys that don't understand that and promote Alvarez not as much as Meltzer, but he still does promote this unsafe style and how great it is that now they are the voices for this business with the niche fan base yep. because the casuals are gone. So all the fans that are left, they listen to these guys. Mm-hmm. And now the wrestlers listen to these guys. And Tony Khan. I I believe this, even though it hasn't been proven. There's rumors that he gives bonuses to people if they get five star matches. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely insane. And even if that's not true, he still promotes Meltzer and all the and the stars and all this stuff. It's yep. just so frustrating that they don't care about these people. Yeah, they don't. They pretend that they do. I don't care if this guy gets hurt. Who's the next one? Bring him out. Absolutely. We've been saying that for years, Jeff. Yep. But here's MJF actually saying. These guys shouldn't—they're going to be hurting themselves, and I'm trying to stop that. Oh, he talks about that all the time, and not everybody can talk like he can. And yeah. it's like you said, well, if they can't talk like he can, or they can't do some of the other things, then they're—they're they're not in the right business. Yep. Yep. All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer tweet. This was sent in by Daniel Solis. So somebody asked Dave, honest question: What is the scale? One would assume five stars, but with seven star matches, that obviously isn't the case. I think he's done this in the past. I'm not sure if the scale changed, but Dave gives the scale. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Negative stars means god awful. Zero means bad. One means fair. 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 Out of five, one, one is out of fair. Five is fair. Yeah. Two is okay. So that means if you don't get a zero, and according to this scale that he says at this moment in time, because I'm sure it will change in the future, if you don't get a zero, it's not a bad match. But not only that, isn't fair and okay the same thing? I would think so. Okay. That, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was fair. That's okay. Yeah. Was that's, right. that's, so two and three are the same thing. One and two. That's one and the, two. Uh, yeah, so zero okay. means bad. Now we're at fair at one. So if you don't get a zero, it's not a bad match. That's It's an okay match. Yeah, it's an yeah. okay match. One or two. Three is good. Okay. Four is excellent. I thought you say very good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Four is excellent. Five is really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Four is excellent, but there's no upper limit. Because wrestling, in theory, will improve in time as people learn more, study more, and become more athletic. This this bullshit it. logic that just because something's been around longer is it's automatically better. Do you think baseball is a better game now than it was 20 years ago? Nope. It, for me as a the casual baseball fan... Just, even to me, it's worse. Analytics ruins ruins it. Oh, for me. I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, yeah. I mean, today, uh, what the Blue Jays pitcher gets pulled for analytics? What forty pitches and hadn't given up a run? And guess yeah. what? The next guy gives up a hit. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, analytics is ruining the game. So, as a casual baseball fan, I'm not going to say baseball is better now because it's been around longer. Right. I'm not going to say 
football is better now because it's been around longer. I'm not going to say comic books are better now because people have learned and studied more. No, to me, comic books today are garbage compared to even 15 years ago. And and not 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 only that, Jeff, but he also says, you know, things, you know, the the, the wrestlers are going to get more athletic. So so what does that mean, bro? Their their bodies are going to be able to do more. Like what? What? What does that mean, bro? As they become more athletic, what they're going to be able to to bend differently, like fucking Gumby? Like what? What does that mean? What is them being more athletic, being in the gym more, being more lean? What? What is that going to do? That's going to allow the body to move differently. And it's so stupid that even if that was the case, they'll be more athletic. So that means that somebody today that's more athletic is better than Hulk Hogan. I mean, th- this is the this is what he's what he's saying. They're more athletic, so they're better than Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock yeah. and and all these guys, Ric Flair, right? It's, this is such poor logic. Are there some things that are better today than before? Of course there are, but it, that just because something's been around longer doesn't mean the longer it goes on, the better it is. If that was the case, TV shows would never be canceled. They would all end when the creator said, I don't want to do this anymore. They would all go out on top. Yeah. Because they they go on longer and longer. Well, obviously, they got to be better. The actors have learned more. The writers have learned more. The producers have learned more. This is such stupid logic. So to say, well, in 20 years, we'll be up to tens because it's just going to be that much better. It's so freaking stupid. Oh, bro, you don't you don't you you're going to sit there and tell me, bro that the music today isn't better than the Beatles and the Stones and Led Zeppelin and ACDC and Black Sabbath. I mean, come on, Jeff. It's it's 50 years later. The, the music today has to be better, bro, than it was 50 years ago. It's it's nuts, man. It, it's, it's such just piss poor logic. Yeah. All right. It is time for the closer. This was sent in by Scott Smith, Greg O'Grady. Leon Cardin, Chris Dice II, Virtue, Darian Singleton, Stevie from Scotland, Kevin Gordon, and Tony T. London. We're going to go back to the scrum. I'm beginning to think Brian Alvarez should not attend another one of these scrums. After the MJF thing, now he's going to ask Christian a question. Brian from the Wrestling Observer. When did you... uh... Great, like talking to Marks. When did you first see Nick Wayne wrestle? <laughs> and Bri- Brian thinks by not selling it, nobody, no, no, nobody's going to hear that. That's going to go right over. As long as I don't sell it, bro, no, nobody's going to notice that. Yeah, okay. Observer? It's completely silent in the room, and he just called you a mark, bro. When did you uh, – Great, like talking to marks. When did you first see Nick Wayne wrestle? And what were your thoughts when you saw that first match? I've never seen Nick Wayne wrestle. Never. Do you wrestle? <laughs> Thank you. Do you wrestle? No. You don't wrestle. Tony, Tony now. Tony jumping in there, bro, trying to, trying to set up Alvarez. Do you wrestle? <laughs> Thank you. Do you wrestle? No. You don't wrestle. I did back in the day. But- I'm sure you sucked which is why you're here asking me questions. Is that not true? Is that not true? <laughs> Wrestled his father. But what, you can, did you give a star rating tonight? Did you give me I a really not cool give a star, star rating? rating? I did not give a star rating. What was the question again? <laughs> I was wondering what you, what you thought when you first saw Nick Wayne wrestle. But you said you never saw him I've wrestle. never seen him wrestle. Okay. Well, thank you. I know he's a good boy, though. He is a good boy. He was a little bit lost. Yeah. But he found his way tonight. And I will guide him to greatness. Bro, Jeff, let's break this down. Okay, because this is what I'm – this is like, bro, here's what it comes down to. You're either a man or you're a mark. And Brian Alvarez has picked his poison that he is he is indeed a mark. Because Jeff, I, I gotta tell you something. If I am Brian Alvarez, you you gotta understand something, bro. This this is this guy is married 
and has a daughter. Okay, so he is leaving his house, Jeff. Where, where was this show? Do you know? I'm gonna look it up. Seattle. So uh, yeah, he he lives up there, I believe. He, I thought he lived in. I thought he was from Minnesota or someplace. I don't know. Just, I remember all the stories we where he talked about wrestling. It was always up in the Northeast and in, in, in Washington. Okay, what, whatever, whatever, whether whether it's a long car ride or a train ride or a bus ride or a plane ride. Okay, the, my point is, the guy is leaving his family to attend this wrestling event and this scrum. Okay, now, bro, he is at this fictitious scrum. And in front of all his colleagues, he is getting absolutely embarrassed by a professional wrestler. Now, bro, you mean to tell me when Brian Alvarez is driving home by himself, he's not looking in that rearview mirror and saying, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I, I, I left my wife and my child to cover a fake wrestling press conference to get embarrassed by one of the wrestlers in front of all my colleagues. That is my life, bro. That is my freaking life. Like, how do you not look at yourself in the mirror and ask that question, bro? Seriously. So what are you going to do, Brian? You're going to go to the next press conference and get embarrassed again? Or I don't know, bro, maybe you're like uh, uh, a Piven and getting embarrassed is a medal of honor. I don't know the way you guys think. Maybe Christian embarrassing you is like, oh, my God, look, he recognized it. He called me a mark. He called me a mark. Because first of all, bro, if you are a fucking man, we, we always hear Meltzer. Bro, Meltzer compared the, the, the mark to the N-word. Okay? And, 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 and the, when you say the word mark to these guys, bro, if you play that freaking back, Christian called him a mark, and what did Alvarez do? He laughed. He laughed, bro. You're a man, bro. You're, 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 you're this professional journalist that when somebody insults you and calls you a mark, you're going to laugh? That's going to be your response? Seriously, man. Like, look, when, when do these guys look in the freaking mirror? I've seen a lot of people making excuses for Alvarez in this situation, saying, oh, Christian's in character. Christian's in character. Oh. Yeah, that allows him to say this st stuff that he wants to say. <laughs> like, that, that, they don't get that. Bro, bro wh wh where do you think Vic Venom was freaking born from, bro? Where do you think it was born from? Because I was ripping the product, and if Bruce Pritchard said something to me, Bruce, it's a freaking gimmick. He's a heel. He's a heel. Bruce, he's a heel. It's the oldest trick in the freaking book, bro. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. man. A terrible scrum all around for Alvarez. They, oh, they all they all need to, The scrum needs to stop, bro. As much material as we get out of it, it is the stupidest thing in, in wrestling today. There is nothing stupider than the scrum, bro. No, one guy goes on there, he's in character. The next guy goes on there, they're shooting. The next guy's in character. The next guy's shooting. It is ridiculous, bro. Like I said, I'm, I'm what going is, back. What does it accomplish? Because let's think about it. When you do a press It accomplishes they get over with the marks because they get the marks get to come to the scrum. Yeah, that's but, what but they're that's accomplishing. They, but that's all these marks talk about anyway. They're going to talk about AEW. Right? I, I know. I know. Right? You have to tell so, me. So I'm trying to think, why are you going through all this trouble for something that is doing absolutely nothing for your company? This would not change the results that they get one way or another if they stop doing these things. Is, 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 the, scrum, is, the, is the scrum set up to promote a ticket sales to the next event? Like, is is that why you're doing it? Obviously not. We never, I mean, what 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 does this do for the company? It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Bro, I told nothing. you. 
I told just, you. I, look at me. I want to talk to all the marks and have them yeah. tell me how great I am. Bro, Canoe Reeves goes <laughs> out there. The first question is, Canoe, uh, who who are you dating these days? Well, I'm dating so-and-so, so-and-so, so The next question is, uh, John, man, the way you went down those steps, bro, and then you had to work your way all the way back up. Holy shit. How did, how did you survive that? Uh, the next question is for Canoe. Canoe, uh, what do you what do you uh, what do you eat when you get up in the morning? Uh, hey, there you go. yeah, I got a question for John. Witt. Like that's what yeah. this is. That is what this is, bro. But oh in, my in god, that bro, moment, uh, how did you feel when you realized yeah, you yeah, had, yeah. Uh, killed your dog? That's why the one guy asked. The one guy asked prior to that, they asked um, <laughs> Christian, uh, wh- "Why did you pull up the mat to expose the bare wood?" <laughs> Did they really what? ask him that? Yes. Oh, yes. And, and, that. and Christian, did the guy said, uh, because I wanted to really hurt him. <laughs> like, it's like, what, what is this? And then they'll probably laugh thinking he's making a joke. When in reality, he's thinking, are you a freaking moron? And Jeff, here's the worst thing with, here's the worst things with this scrub that I try to explain to people, bro. When these guys are showing up for, when these guys are showing up for that show, Jeff, you know damn well their travel probably started 5 o'clock in the morning. They got to get up. They got to go to the airport, all that shit, go to the hotel, sign into their room, show up at the building no later than 11, 12 o'clock, going over their match all day long, go out to the ring, have their 20-minute match, bust their freaking asses. Now their bodies are all beaten up and tied. Keeping in mind, Jeff, they started the day at 5 a.m., and now you're going to ask them to hang around for this. That, to me, is a total disrespect. When when they you're have, they have to be getting paid for this. I mean, could you see Christian doing that without getting paid? Bro, when your match is over, your day's work is over, bro. It is so disrespectful to bring these guys out so Tony can sit there kissing the air. Look at me, everybody. Look, here's my phone, bro. I took pictures. I took here, here, catch, here. And, and he's making, he's making. 10, 12 men and women stay. And bro, and then you got, they're waiting their turn. They're in their back. They want to go the fuck back to the hotel. How long is MJF going to talk? How long is Christian going to talk? How long is this? Oh my God, bro. Really? Well, you know what's interesting? And I'd like to know the answer to this. We probably can figure it out, but. The Young Bucks has still never done one of these. Probably in their contracts, bro. They're probably the only smart ones in this. I'm not doing that stupid Mark shit. Oh, my God, bro. All right, Jeff. What's going on in your world, man? Well, if you guys would like to submit clips for this show, you do so to me. And the only place I take submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. You can submit tweets. Please include both the link to the tweet and a screenshot. Also, audio and video clips, MP4 or MP3s. Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And remember, guys, there is a bonus show, bro. There's a bonus castrating the Mark show, and you could be a part of it. You can come on here and castrate marks with us. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it, everybody. For me and Jeff, we'll see you next time.